there are a lot of people who have a sense of humor, but don't know how to be silly or funny. And those people can be the audience to the silliness. People are sitting around and everybody's laughing because somebody else was being silly or funny. It just includes everybody in the lightheartedness, the silliness, the laughing, the connection. Welcome to season six of Fluster Clucks with Lynn Lyons, where we talk about a family's anxiety and all the big feelings too. We tackle the serious stuff without being too serious. And I'm your co-host, Robin. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law, and I'm here to ask your questions. And I'm Lynn Lyons. I'm an anxiety expert, speaker, mom, and author. And I've been a therapist for over 30 years. Parenting can be a Fluster Clucks, and I'm here to help you find your way. I'll give you concrete steps to take and the words to say. Okay, Lynn, I know we're supposed to talk about family fun today. Yes. <laughs> the reality is this is a really crazy time for me. And I think it is for you. We both have so much happening with our families right now, like medical, moving, nursing home stuff going on. But you know what? This is life. Right. True. I know. But my garbage disposal is leaking. And also, completely unrelated to the garbage disposal leaking. Apparently, when I turned the water off too aggressively in my kitchen, my bathtub turns on full force. (laughs) It is the craziest thing. It's like a poltergeist. So I called the plumber. The plumber is coming. And he seems to know exactly what's going on. It's something with the control thing in my bathtub. I have a sign on my kitchen sink that says, gentle which I think is like symbolic. I think maybe I need to put a sign all over my house that says gentle. It's not like if we were to just launch into this great list of fun things that we walk around like Disney princesses always happy. No. And in fact, I think that as we do this family fun episode, we're going to have to be careful not to sound as desperate for family fun as we both feel right now. Like, oh my God, get a puzzle. Yeah, that's how it feels. And I also want to point out that both of us were headed into recording this morning and we were probably not smiling, but because we externalized all the stress that we're carrying, like all of a sudden now it's feeling very different and each of our moods have shifted. Well, which is also just a good reminder of connection, right? Because we love each other and we enjoy each other. And so- Whether or not we were recording this podcast or not, we've just had like a nice connection, silly moment of what the F is going on. Yeah. Injecting silliness in these moments. We did an episode about this. I think the first one was the Christmas season during 2020, if I'm not mistaken, because that was very intense for so many families. And just even if you had to fake the silliness... Once you got into those kinds of games and ideas that we talked about, it really can shift your mood too. Yeah. And it really is about playfulness too. Because silliness, sometimes it's hard to create silliness. I think it's easier to create playfulness as a way into silliness than to say, okay, we have to be silly right now. Silly is kind of a spontaneous thing that comes from doing ridiculous things. That's true. If silliness is a more unbridled form of playfulness. We have talked about ways that you can inject play, even if you're not really feeling it yourself. Yesterday, when my garbage disposal was leaking and my bathtub was spontaneously turning on, I was thinking, oh gosh, we're going to record this podcast. So I started thinking about, all right, what are the things that make it playful? 
how can we talk about playfulness? What are the games or the things that we do? So should we just start throwing out ideas? Yes, but I first want to make one comment. Okay. Here's the thing I do want to mention too. I married into a family of silliness. We are silly. You are silly. (laughs) I mean, it's great. And I think a lot of people though, we might hear these ideas and say, well, I don't even know how to do that. And I want to speak to that for a second. My family was like loving and warm, but we weren't silly and we weren't playful together. I think like many families, my family was more of drinking the hand, joking around, like adults at a bar or a cocktail mm-hmm. party, mm-hmm. like, oh, chuckle, 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 <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like picking on people. Like, yes. you know, like it was a uh, silly and it wasn't playful. I've thought about how marrying into your family and seeing playfulness at work and how you sort of can convert people into that. Mm -hmm. Well, you've definitely been converted. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, no, it wasn't hard. But I think most people don't really need to be convinced to have a good time and to play. So that's actually the first point. I think that sometimes you could say like, my in-laws or my parents are just not the playing type. That's fine. If that is the case, create your group where you can play and be silly. And if it's maybe just you guys and your kids, and maybe there's like a sibling or maybe there are some cousins, but think of who your allies are with this and really focus on them. And then the joy and the silliness spreads. Mm -hmm. One of the most basic ways that you can do that, I think, is that when you have family get-togethers have some sort of activity or a game set up or prepared so that the people who want to play can play. Because I think one of the things that makes it hard is everybody's together. You know, maybe it's standing around holding a drink, chuckle, 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 like in Robin's family. But what if there's something for people to sort of unite around? So we have games that we play that we have become sort of traditions that we really enjoy. But even having a jigsaw puzzle set up, It's a way to get everybody of all ages sort of around something and doing something together and conversation and connection. So that's a really simple thing that you can do to have sort of some kind of game set up. If you have little kids, you can even get a Lego set and have the Lego set there that people are going to build Legos. Just something that people can come in and out of and engage in is a way to start to be playful with your family. When we come back, we'll have a few more ideas that you can do this year. Hey, so the other day I had to change my car insurance and guess what? I bought new car insurance and they sent me a check, right? So that you could buy something and get money back at the same time doesn't happen very often and it's pretty darn fun. That's why you got to check out Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop. On hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. So the average Ibotta user earns $256 a year. That's actually more than I got back on my car insurance, I'll tell you. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Other apps give you points that don't amount to too much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. So join the 50 million users, earn cash back 
every time you shop. Over 2,700 brands, everybody. Retailers, including Lowe's, Sephora, Best Buy. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code FLUSTER when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use the code FLUSTER. That's I-B-O-T-T-A and use the code FLUSTER. I am really working on improving my diet by making sure that I get the best quality products, organic foods, and I really want to make sure that I'm not using harsh chemicals in my home. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. The convenience of getting everything online and then quickly shipped to my doorstep, that is a huge time saver. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. I can use their filters to suit my lifestyle needs. So maybe you're looking for organic snacks for your kids, or maybe you're gluten-free. As a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single grocery order. You will too. On average, I save over 30% each time. They even have a deals page that changes daily, always has some of my favorite brands. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash flusterclucks for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash flusterclucks. Thrivemarket.com slash flusterclucks. How are those New Year's resolutions going? Well, many are destined to fail. But lucky for you, here's one easy resolution idea that we gave you that we can all make and it will make your life easier. It'll be kinder to our planet and it will transform the way you do laundry in 2024. And that is switching to EarthBreeze. EarthBreeze looks like dryer sheets, but it's ultra-concentrated laundry detergent and it couldn't be easier. You just throw a sheet in with your laundry in any temperature and you watch it dissolve in any wash cycle hot or cold. There's no measuring, there's no mess, there's no fuss, there's no wasteful plastic jug. EarthBreeze fights everyday stains and odors, giving you an amazing clean every time. The best part is you'll never run out again thanks to EarthBreeze flexible subscription that you can adjust, pause, or cancel at any time with no hidden fees or penalties. And you'll save a whopping 40% when you subscribe. Shipping's always free, and it comes in a slim cardboard envelope that saves a ton of space. So switching to EarthBreeze won't only make laundry day easier for you, but it will also be easier on the planet. So help me make plastic jugs a thing of the past. And if EarthBreeze doesn't end up being the 2024 update of your dreams, you don't even have to return it. Just let them know it's not for you and you'll get a full refund, no questions asked. Get started with EarthBreeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash flusterclucks. That's earthbreeze.com slash flusterclucks for 40% off your subscription. Thank you. 
Okay, we're back. You know, Lynn, I thought of a game, actually, that we as a family have not done yet. But what it's actually doing is building on a classic moment of what your family of four did once. We should have a contest starting this Christmas where everyone chooses their own color. And the person who is the most of that color from head to toe with the most number of items wins. If you choose green and you come head to toe in all these different greens, and then the person who has the biggest color wearer can win that contest. Like that's the kind of thing that is usually not uncomfortable for people who are really earnest. They might get really competitive about it. Yeah. Tell them the backstory of that. We were up at my parents and I think my sister made a comment about us wearing orange, like our family was wearing orange. And that was on a Saturday. So we went home because we live close. And then we came back the next day, but we went home and we arrived on Sunday, the four of us dressed completely in orange, all four of us. But we said nothing when we got out of the car and we just went into the house and just waited for people to know. Like we had on like hunting vests and everything that we could find orange. We just, the four of us were dressed head to toe in orange. And then of course, when people were like, hey, wait a second, they're all wearing orange. Of course, that amused us. I mean, we had so much fun finding the orange stuff. We arrived with like this giddiness of like, ha ha ha, we're doing this funny thing. And you were doing it together. And the energy that the four of you had while you were prepping for that was the best memory. Yes. Right. right. Running around the house and being like, oh my God, I have orange shorts. Yeah, it was really fun. I could see that being fun. I can see people finding earrings and headbands and socks and everything. Yeah, exactly. And what I've learned in our big family is that people show up to these things with their personality. So the people who are already pretty silly know how to like really have fun with it to the delight of everybody else. And then the people who have a harder time with silly, they'll still play by the rules and they know they're a part of it. So things like that, it's leaving room for people to be where they're at. Well, I think also is that there are a lot of people who have a sense of humor, but don't know how to be silly or funny. And those people can be the audience to the silliness. People are sitting around and everybody's laughing because somebody else was being silly or funny. It just includes everybody in the lightheartedness, the silliness, the laughing, the connection. Yeah. Another idea that I heard of a family that I thought was amazing was that they did this for Thanksgiving, but it could work for any holiday that you gather together. This was at the time when the Harry Potter movies were finishing, but everyone dressed as a character. But that could apply to Star Wars. That could be Marvel superheroes. It could be a variety of different stories. Or you could choose to be one of the reindeer and try and figure out how to represent a reindeer as a costume so everyone has to guess. Showing up in costume can be really fun. And you know your family to know if people would comply. Yeah. The other game that's really fun is that the goal is to try and get somebody to say no. Everybody has like a marble or a piece of paper or whatever. So it becomes this silly game where you're purposely trying to get somebody to say no, and you're trying to not say no. So that can be a fun thing that doesn't require any props or any costumes or anything. It's very simple. You can also just everybody gets a celebrity or a famous person. You write it on a piece of paper and everybody gets it taped or pinned to their back. And then you have to figure out who you are by asking yes or no questions. So it engages in conversation. It sort of helps 
particularly if you're with a big group of people and you're not quite sure if there's somebody that feels a little shy or doesn't know how to make conversation, it immediately sort of starts the party with some sort of engagement. Definitely. Especially if you're bringing in new members of family or you're gathering, that game is great. Right. I remember my mom having us do those games like we had a class reunion or something. So I think my mom had me doing a party with those games, and it was really a good way to sort of get the party ball rolling. Another thing that we do every year that I think is really worth mentioning because it's made our Christmases so fun is we do like a white elephant gag gift as opposed to exchanging gifts. So when we get together as a group, we have made a commitment not to exchange gifts And it's all about the fun. So people can get really into the fun gag gift that they contribute. So we've done that. And I like that energy instead. Yes, that's been a lot of fun. We also play what I call parlor games. There are a variety of games that they don't require boards or special equipment. It's usually just pieces of paper and pens. And similar to charades, we play something called Celebrity. So someone always introduces a new game to us, but my daughter's having a birthday party soon. And I said, what do you want to do? And she just listed all the games we play at Christmas because they're fun and they can get really, really silly by the end of the game. Yes. The other thing you might want to think about as you're having these family gatherings is what are the rules or the limits that you're going to put on technology? So if you've got a bunch of kids and everybody has a phone or everybody has an iPad, It becomes very easily for everybody to just be sitting in the same room on their phones. And that can really sort of make it not such a great experience. However, that said, there is a game called Quiplash that we play on our phones that if anybody is interested in looking that up, that's for older, it can be a little racy. (laughs) I think there's a family-friendly mode, but we've never played it and we don't use that mode. (laughs) Yeah. So I will say that we play Quiplash together and I have wet my pants on many occasions. I mean, we laugh so hard when we play that game. So I think on a meta level, we brought the culture of games into our gatherings. And I think that if you are new to that, there's a little voice inside of you that says, I don't know if we could do that, but try, just try. Or nobody's going to want to do this, right? You're going to tell yourself the story of nobody wants to do this, or what if I try and nobody wants to play or that kind of stuff. And maybe if you're going to introduce some of these games, Make sure that you have, ahead of time, you've checked in and you have a small contingent who's going to participate with you. You know, maybe you're having 30 people at your house and maybe there are seven of them that are game. So do a little pre-work as you're introducing this so you don't feel like you're stepping into this alone and everybody go like, no. Right. Find your allies first. And then when you have a group of the family saying, we're doing this, that's very different than you feeling like you're trying to move a big wave of energy that people just want to do the same thing that could be really boring or whatever. With the phones, one of the things that you can also do is have some sort of basket or stocking if you have a big stocking lying around that night for Christmas. Everyone puts their phone in the stocking. And if you pull your phone out during the evening, you're out. But everyone who still has their phone in the stocking by the end of the evening wins some sort of prize. And that's actually a really great way if you've got kids with phones to have an incentive for them to say, like, I am not going to get my phone today while we're all together. Right. And remember that a lot of times kids, particularly kids that are between the ages of like 10 and 14, 
they're going to want to do things on their phones. I don't think 10-year-olds should have smartphones, but that's a conversation for another day. But kids are going to have their phones. And so they're going to say, oh, well, when I'm with my cousins, the fun thing that we do together is play video games or we want to play this game, which is why you have to have something else to substitute for the games that they would play on their phone. You can't just say, we're going to take away your phones and now we're all going to stand around and stare at each other. You have to have a plan. You've got to have a plan for this. You've got to have a plan. The other thing I think it's important to talk about as we're talking about creating family fun is making sure that you avoid the traps that actually make it so stressful for the hostess or the host of a family gathering. Think about what your expectations are. Think about what you are wanting to do. And then maybe just say to yourself, how can I knock this down a few pegs? How can I make this simpler for myself? You'll always have a plan of what you want the menu to be. On the day, there will be things that you forgot to make or things that you don't feel like you can and just roll with it and just forgive yourself. And if you have a perfectionistic tendency where that will stress you out, really plan in advance that you make a decision not to be that person when it shows up, not to have your perfectionism show up and fall into it or be led by it. Because the most fun your guests will have is a trickle out effect. If you are having a good time and you are there with the intention of wanting people to have fun, it really makes a difference. And also people remember the most powerful memories that people have are when silly things go wrong. So it's not like when something terrible happens, but you forget something or, you know, something that your perfectionistic part might say, oh, that's terrible. Everyone else will remember it as kind of a silly, fun thing that happened. That's actually the same thing with weddings. They always say that the thing that you didn't plan, the thing that sort of was a mistake in quotes, those are actually the memories that you will have of your wedding that you will enjoy most because you can't really plan those great moments, and those great moments happen organically. So this is how Robin and I divide and conquer. She'd be the one that plans the menu and organizes all that and makes a beautiful table, and it just looks fabulous. And my family arrives wearing all orange. That's the difference. (laughs) (laughs) I think both roles are equally important. Well, I think we appreciate each other's roles, but that's just just the difference. We're like, can we find orange pants? And Robin's like, I'm going to make a pot roast or I'm going to do. I mean, so I so appreciate that she does that. Yes. That is another point I want to make about hosting. So I don't overdo it. And if you're someone who wants to take on too much and overdo it, you probably aren't having a fun time hosting. You probably don't want to do it again. Right. Because then you just feel like you're a catering service. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Do you think seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one? And then like, when do you have time to meet with them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. It's in-network with most major insurers. There's no need to commute to appointments. You won't miss time at work or have to line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace lets you send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Therapy can help you shift your perspective and find tools to cope in difficult times. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, 
relationship issues, and much more. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash Fluster. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Fluster to get $80 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com slash Fluster. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. So when you're a parent, you're going to have your fair share of big talks with your kids, right? About all sorts of big topics. One of those big talks should involve money. And Greenlight can help with that. Greenlight is a debit card and a money app that's made for families. It allows you to do instant money transfers. You can get real-time notifications of spending. You can manage chores. You can automate allowance. I know with my kids, we really wanted to help them see the cause and effect, right? If you spend money now, you're not going to have it later. If you earn money now and you save it, maybe you can put it towards some big purchase that you're looking forward to. This is called financial literacy, and it allows kids to build independence, to learn how money works, to make them better savers, better spenders. The Greenlight app also comes with an in-app financial literacy game. It's called Level Up, so that kids can build money confidence through videos, bite-sized challenges, mini games, and more. More than 6 million parents and kids use Greenlight to learn how to make responsible financial choices. So stop putting off the money talk and start putting your kids on the right path. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash fluster. That's greenlight.com slash fluster to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash fluster. So now back to the show. I think one way to think about this as you go into it is what is the value or what is the tone that you want this family gathering to have? Think of a word that yet maybe I want this to be a gathering of connection or I want this to be a gathering of laughter or I want this to be a gathering of playfulness. Think about what that word is for you. I'm always trying to make things simpler rather than more complicated. And so if you can just come up with a mantra, just a saying, just something that you say to yourself, I've got the word gentle on my kitchen faucet right now, something that you say to yourself that keeps you in this state of being rather than the places that we can get pulled to that are so stressful or so perfectionistic or so judgmental. Keep your expectations and keep your mindset on some sort of value or some sort of word that keeps pulling you back, pulling you back, pulling you back. When your kids see you silly, that's right. They feel safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Those moments of joy that I talk about. Also remember too that your immediate family, your partner, whoever is living in your house with you, kids really pick up on whether or not the adults are managing okay, whether or not the adults feel connected, whether or not the adults are in conflict. So you've got to pay attention to that too. It's really hard, but I know that holidays and dealing with everybody's family, et cetera, et cetera, can be stressful. Pay attention to what your kids are picking up on and what they're seeing because that's what they remember too. Yeah. I started noticing this in 2020. But if I could tell, they might have been contemplating something that was sad. It was like, I have my tool of silliness. And I didn't feel silly when I did this. I was doing it for them. I was faking it, like you said. 
And then it leads to, because if you even fake silliness for your kids, they usually respond with authentic silliness. And then that helps you get in the mood too. When you have younger children, especially little kids are typically always ready for silliness and they are our masters. They are our teachers of finding joy in the moment. We don't want to deny ourselves of taking advantage of this incredible skill they have at that time in their life. And with older kids, one of the things that you can do is you can ask them, we've had a lot of holiday seasons together. Is there something that we've done that you really enjoyed? Maybe we don't do it anymore or something that was a part of our family. If you were in charge, what would be one tradition or one thing that you would want to do that would kind of bring some joy to this holiday for you? And see what they have to say. Maybe it was like, oh, remember when we did this? Or remember we did this? Ask them so that they feel like they're participating in it. Sometimes I think we as parents get really involved in creating these traditions and creating these memories. And we don't ask our kids, what are the memories or traditions that they really appreciated or valued? You might be surprised by what they say. My favorite memory so far this holiday season I had the kids come into the bedroom and they climbed in the bed and we watched a Charlie Brown Christmas and my kids are older and they hadn't seen this in a really long time. And of course, because I'm a Gen X kid, it was very much a thing every year to watch. So I knew it very well. They didn't know it as well, but it was very funny because then we we actually talked about Charlie Brown's mental health anxiety (laughs) patterns. (laughs) (laughs) Because... I hadn't seen it in a while. (laughs) That's kind of wacky show. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's the same when you watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There are a lot of things in there that you're like, Santa was not really being very kind. He was sort of using Rudolph in a way. I mean, it is funny when you watch it through a different lens. Yeah, you see these patterns and you're like, oh, God, that, hmm. Well, that was an interesting message, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. But it sparks conversation, and this is why we use music and literature and even TV shows to sort of represent and talk about all the relationship stuff that we have going on. It is a tricky time of year. I think as Robin and I are talking about this and talking about silliness and play, we are not at all dismissing that it can be really hard for people who are experiencing grief, who are feeling lonely. Like you say, you know, we've got all sorts of things going on in our families collectively for sure. And we get that. What we are saying is in these times where you're feeling stressed or sad or disconnected, this is the exact time to pull out the playfulness and the silliness and the connection. This is when we need it. When you are really looking for a way to experience something as a family and to create connection, when you are not going the play route and the silly route, which that's why theme park vacations typically are actually so common and fortifying for a family with younger kids, the power of nature and the power of observing something that creates awe together, and that can be achieved from hiking, that can be achieved from a variety of ways. But those kinds of shared experiences really can make a difference. For sure. And we are a family that is very much out in nature a lot. And so I can speak to that absolutely, that you don't have to be on the top of a mountain like we are sometimes just looking at the incredible landscape, but you can look at the stars, you can notice the moon, you can take a walk. I will add to that to say that the research keeps piling up everybody 
that being outside and moving your body is incredible for your mood. So part of what you can also include in all of this family time together is to make sure that you are doing that. And not everybody needs to participate, right? If you say we're all going on a walk and 50% want to go and 50% want to stay, that's all right. It's interesting. There's a woman who has a podcast, Ask Dr. Jessica, and I've referred to it several times. She just had somebody on that was talking about movement and how much we've gotten rid of that and how important that is. She said that she dragged her kids to do a 5K on Thanksgiving morning, and then she dragged them to go do a hike later in the weekend. And when she was talking to her kids about the best part of the Thanksgiving weekend, guess what they said? It was the 5K and it was the hike. Move your bodies, do it together. Again, incorporate the playfulness in that too. It's the small and simple things that you can do, the spontaneous things that you can do that can really make the difference for you during this busy time. So Lynn, are we going to do the color game this Christmas? Do you think we should spread that around? Yes, I totally think we should do that. I just say though that None of the four of you can choose orange. We need an even playing field. Yeah, I'm totally down with that. I'm already thinking of what color I want, but maybe that's not fair. Maybe everyone gets assigned a color. Yeah, it's going to distort the outcome if you get to pick your own color. Maybe it's randomly assigned. This is advanced. So if you want to start this game and this is your first entry, let everyone choose their color. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find this information. And if you'd like to dig deeper on any of these topics, we have specialized playlists on our Spotify profile and the link is in the show notes. Topics like teens, depression, and OCD. Bye, Lynn. Bye, Robin. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.